This episode of the F1 Girlies is recorded on Ngunnawal Country. We pay our respects to the traditional owners and to their elders past, present and emerging. This is and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello everybody. And I'm Mick. And we're back. We're back again. Back in your ear. I heard someone say that the other day. Oh, yeah. Like, we're back in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels really intense. I kind of love that, though. I sort of love that. I feel like we can't coin it, though, but, like, I appreciate mm. it. But it's still, we're going to shoot the shit. We're going to shoot the shit, which I've just discovered by Googling it, um, what that means. It's and we're doing it. hang out and converse with your friend. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. So we're shooting the shit today. <laughs> Especially because no race is on at the moment. We've got a cheeky little break. A cheeky little break. <laughs> um, um, also known which as is also torture. torture yeah. <laughs> um, so we're just, yeah, today I think we're just going to chat about what's happened so far. Yeah. And I guess for you, Jen, you're Ooh. new to f- watching the sport this year. Yeah, for sure. So I just love to know your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, oh my gosh, your so takeaways emotions. thus far. Well, I'm loving it overall. Yep. Um, You've come to the dark side. I've definitely come to the dark side, but in the best way possible. Also, probably a really good point in time that our team, admin teams are working hard. Oh, my god! Creating that behind-the-scenes content. So good. Especially when things go terribly wrong in the races and then we all need to forget them the next day. Thank you, Ferrari. <laughs> yep. um, so okay, boys. <laughs> okay, boys, get to the ice baths. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> no shirt Thursday. <laughs> get the rubber duck. But yeah, the team's on the wallpaper Wednesday, which I love. Yeah, that's really fun. Yeah. I saw that. I appreciate that. So good. I really, really love that. I love the HD quality, as yeah. we know. I told you this, but I love that meme or someone posted it where they're just like, <laughs> when the weekend for Ferrari goes badly, so the PR team's like, okay, boys, we need some thirst traps <laughs> to make the fans happy again. But like, I feel like it's true. <laughs> like, I don't think... I don't think it's a joke. Like, they've said it as a joke, but I think it's genuinely like a, okay, shit, what are we going to post this week? What's that science experiment where it was like the dogs with the food and the bell? It's oh, like yeah, that, yeah. but with first <laughs> for Ferrari fans. Oh, my God. Don't feel pain. But Picture of Carla. Yeah, literally, though. It's like, it's okay. Everything is okay. But it's, it's a dumpster not. fire. <laughs> <laughs> we can't look away from it. But also, like, isn't it that thing where it's like if Lewis Hamilton posts like a shirtless photo, Someone someone's getting fired? Their job. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen many people lose their jobs over the last couple of weeks, though. Yeah, that's that true. we're aware of. That we're aware of shit. <laughs> but no, it's like it's really fun. I think it's like a really exciting time to like join the sport. Mm. Um, and. Yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. You know, like I I love watching the races. Yeah. Like, and it goes really fast. Yeah. You know, well, not at the Melbourne Grand Prix, lap 57, but... <laughs> Two and a half hours later. <laughs> <laughs> it still hurts. Um, but I think yeah. tying into that, I think something that I learned when I started watching mm. was I love the commentators and how knowledgeable they are and how yeah. they're really like beginner friendly 
Yeah, like, thank anytime God. something happens, they'll always explain, explain it, it to the viewers. Mm-hmm. And there's no expectation that you have the knowledge. They will explain it to yeah. you and they'll talk about the different things. And I think through watching the races mm. and the commentators, you so it was, much. yeah, it was, that's I really ha- how I feel like I've built my knowledge. No, definitely. And then from there, you then, you know, dive further in and people on TikTok mm. sharing more stuff and, yeah. you know, podcasts. And then you just keep learning. And Truly a community, just, you oh, know. I think that's actually what... Another reason that made me stay mm. was because I was watching these by myself, but then I'd hop on TikTok and someone would talk about the race. Yeah. Or they'd talk about the news. And it really did feel like a sweet little You're never community alone. that you, you were know? part yeah. of. That it's like a, a world of people out there from all aspects of the world. <laughs> Literally. Because it's but so international. Yeah, yeah. But you all, you know, either rooting for your team or rooting for your favourite driver. Yeah. And or team principal. Or team principal. <laughs> um, and it's just such a lovely thing. But it's still a little overwhelming in terms of like, I understand the the rules to an extent. Yeah. But like, for instance, when we had, what was it? The rolling. Oh, the rolling start. Like the rolling start. Yep. Um, so there are still things that I'm just like, a bit confused about like the very technical things but as you said the commentators they were like how do we make this as simple as possible for everyone to understand this is what they're doing yep which i really appreciate here are the tire compounds we're explaining them to you i love how they do that yeah so good i'm still also wrapping my head around all the tires but i'm getting them Mm. i actually had i saw a very interesting debate on i think it was instagram the other week where it was talking about tyres mm. and whether Pirelli should be the only tyre manufacturer. Well, there used to be different ones. There were, yeah. yeah. And from my personal perspective, I think it's that one nice thing that all the drivers have in common. Yeah. And it's like, you don't want to add that extra element mm. of, oh, no, we're working with this tyre company now and then they absolutely destroy the floor. Yeah. It's like, I like the idea that there's one standard feature about every car. And I think the tyres were literally just costing millions of dollars yeah. when they were from the different... Well, yeah, that's why they bring in yeah. new rules to try and reduce the number. Because I think Imola is going to be the first place where they're going to trial the um, three tyre types on the three qualifying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. So they have to use all three. Yes. So I believe it'll start with Q1 will be hard, yeah. Q2 will be medium, and then Q3 wow. will be soft. Because at and the moment... I believe that's the rules they want to use next year as well. So all of the qualifying, I believe, next year will then introduce that idea. But then when it comes to the actual race, so they have to pit. So certain tracks have certain, a certain numbers like of if, pits. Like Australia could they have two pits. They have yeah. to or something yep. like, for instance. Yep. But is there a maximum... No, no, no. They can pit as many times, they can pit as, they as, many times as you want. They just want to. Uh, Lando in <laughs> first race. <laughs> so many pit stops. <laughs> um, but yeah, but so... The sub- sorry. Yeah. No, 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 you go. tyres. How many times can they change tyres in a race? So I... Okay, this now you're really testing my knowledge. Sorry. No, no, no. This is great. This is a great conversation yeah. to have. So from my understanding, you only have a certain number of tyre types you can use for the whole weekend. Okay. So what will happen is teams will test certain tyres mm-hmm. to try and allow them to then have specific tyres for the final race. Okay. So that's why sometimes when you'll hear the commentators talk about how, I think this was an example mm. in Australia where Red Bull didn't have any soft tyres left for the oh, weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Mercedes did, which was why they was like, if this is an opportunity, Mercedes yeah. should put the softs on the tyres. So from my basic understanding, 
there is a set number you can use within the weekend but then obviously it's like chess pieces tires to me the best way to describe it is chess pieces are you playing your pawn now are you playing your bishop now yeah depending on the chessboard but the soft tire that they used in quali for instance is it the same soft tire they have to use in the race so this is another element to it so drivers can start on a used soft Okay. Or they can start on a new soft. And then go to a used soft? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's like they may only have two softs at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then, of course, the tracks themselves will also have different needs for different tyres. So, it's like, okay, are we going to run this on one stop? So, then you want to bring in your hard compounds because they're going to last the longest. Mm. Or are we going to, you know use a soft tire because that's our fastest one yeah and we can do a three stop or but then a the two soft stop tires, or something like that they wear out a lot faster they do don't yeah they? yeah yep. okay. and then obviously different cars have different degradation Shit. elements as well so the ferraris last year that was a huge problem with their racing mm. was that their tires just weren't lasting very well and here's another thing about tires oh my god Who knew we were talking about tires today yeah is when the drivers lock yeah. lock up yeah yeah that heavily ruins their tires as well and the best way that someone i think it was even maybe checo who described it is that if you lock up your tire Mm. imagine that you've just created a dent in your coin so we're no longer talking about a gold coin in australia we're now talking about a 50 cent coin no that's what your tire will be like and therefore that is then going to affect that tire until you get it changed oh my god yeah so it's tires people yeah. tires because they always <laughs> a wealth int- of knowledge a wealth of knowledge and now and they've, then they've introduced got- sorry two more compounds this yeah, year as well yeah. yeah and they've got is that like the wet weather tire no no sorry wet weather's a separate one as well so well, who's the, have- what's the other one like a so medium soft like, like yeah pretty much yeah. yeah yeah so in like so for people who don't have f1 knowledge or you're starting out mm-hmm. so tires essentially you have a soft a medium and a hard yeah and they're kind of the most standard dry weather tyres you'll use. Then you'll have your intermediates, which you use potentially if the ground is wet okay. or, you know, something else going on. Uh-huh. And then you have your wet tyres. So that's... Well, so intermediate and wet are two different things. So they're a completely different thing. And when we say we've added two more compounds, that's to the dry compound oh element. My God. So okay. now there's... Think of it as almost like an extra hard, hard, medium, soft, extra soft. Okay. That's not the like that's not the formal like terminology yeah. of those tires but that's probably the best way to describe it okay yeah wow. yeah tire time <laughs> time yeah. my pirelli's are raw or whatever yeah like, <laughs> now that i know about pirelli's i'm like thanks florida but i yeah the tire conversation to me is always so interesting so interesting and it's really interesting when you have a race where it is very obvious yeah. what tires are working which ones aren't and there's always one driver who's like, these tyres aren't working for me. <laughs> it's my favourite thing. Um, <laughs> but, it is, but it does beg the question of like, when you do have wet races, when do you put on your inters? When do you put on your wets? Because do the drivers decide or is it the team? Like, it's, is it the engineer? Is it the mechanics? It's, God, it's, who is it? it? <laughs> it's a bit of everyone. Because okay. obviously when you're on the track, yes, the data will only show you so much. Yeah. But then the drivers will be like, this is a really wet patch. This happened in Monaco last year, actually, where there was a, really it was almost, day because they started when it was raining and then it was a question of when do we pit to change out of our wet tires and it's like if you do it too early Mm. then you you 
could potentially out. spin out, oh, spin out yeah. and because it's too too slick yeah or if you wait too long obviously the wet tires are slower mm. than the other tires you can use so then am i going to lose speed because i'm staying on my wets for too long it's honestly people it's, it's <laughs> f1, f1 to me is just a game of chess it's a game of chess so with true. the drivers and the team principals the weather on the day exactly yeah oh i love the sport yeah it's so good <laughs> It is, and it's so dramatic, which I oh, love. So good. Oh. But do you have a highlight so far from watching the last three races? I think Bahrain's really special to me because it was the first one that I fully watched. Yep. It was like what two a.m. in the morning. I was in bed. Yep. Um, and it was just like so exciting, like message you, and like we were talking, and then like watching the ray. It was like at the the pit walk. Oh, no, with the pit walk. The classic, yeah, Martin yeah. Brundle pit walk. Like, so good. He's just like frantically, he's like, Lando, Lando. <laughs> have a, can I have a word? <laughs> the most iconic line of last year. Esteban, Esteban, Esteban. Esteban. <laughs> so good. He's really good at his job. I love Martin. But I think like, it's just so exciting. And like the media days that they do and like the fun Yep. Like, I think it's not just the race now. The race is so exciting, but there's so much more to look forward to. It's yep. all, obviously, you've got the qualifying and the Wallpaper free. Wallpaper Wednesday. <laughs> Wallpaper Wednesday. If something goes wrong, Ferrari's mm. going to post a thirst trap. <laughs> you know, like, all the admins are <laughs> working hard. Um, and there's just so much content being produced yeah. by the teams. Like, even when everyone was in Australia, we've got the Alpine team. They're doing barbecues. You know, we've got the Ferrari team. They're yeah. playing that game. I can't even remember. Just the name you wait of. until they actually have the F1 challenges. Those are the best. <laughs> what are they? They're like run by F1, and it's like oh, they'll they'll fun. do like mini competitions, and it's on YouTube. And then every like few oh, months, I love they'll like that. post one. And like last year's, I think the most memorable one was that they Is had the to like um, list the drivers in height. Oh, that was funny. Oh, yeah. poor Yuki. Everyone yeah. just. Put know is. oh god that poor boy um i really like that type of stuff because it's just like you get it, more it humanizes them a yeah. bit more yeah do you find yourself flicking on netflix or apple and heading straight to the movie section to find the most nostalgic film well do we have a podcast for you Join us, Geneva and Mick, every Wednesday as we dive into some of our favourite and most rewatchable films. We'll discuss what makes them iconic, what they would look like set in the 2020s and award the best scene stealing performances. So grab the popcorn, hit play and join us every Wednesday for That's So Cliché. Alrighty, let's get into some F1 news for the last couple of weeks and just chit-chat. <laughs> chit-chat. So our first headline is around Carlos Sainz and his penalty that he received in Australia. Oh, it still hurts me. For causing a collision, which left him in 12th place because he got a five-second penalty. And the news is that Ferrari are now going mm. to the FIA to challenge this result. Good on them. Yeah. I feel like for them, it, it comes across as though they just want to have a conversation about it. Okay. Because I think, f- from my understanding, like, that was one thing Carlos was really, really upset about, right? Yeah. That was no that he's just him. like, wait, let me finish the race and let me go and talk yeah. to them about the circumstances surrounding it. Yeah. So I think Ferrari's going in less about, no, we want our position back. It's more like, can we have a discussion about this on why, you know, we were penalised when other drivers weren't? You know, like, mm. Sergeant get, didn't get into trouble for clipping 
Yeah. Nick. Literally. But Carlos gets a five-second penalty. That was so really rough. It was very rough. So I'll be very interested to see what happens with yeah, that. Yeah, it will be very like, interesting to see. Whether they'll overturn it or whether it's more like, can we have a chat about this? Mm. Like, yeah. It was just heartbreaking because with the five-second penalty, it meant that Ferrari had no points. Yeah. For the entire weekend. And it just meant straight away that it was just like, your race is done now. Yeah. Just the up-close camera shot on Carlos it was just heartbreaking no Michael no no Michael no <laughs> it really honestly felt like that it felt like a no Michael oh. no situation another of our headlines is that Oscar Piastri yes he Oscar. got his first yeah, F1 points in his hometown of Melbourne very exciting, exciting for him oh that's so good and you were there and everyone loved Oscar didn't they it like, was so good yeah it was so fun but I guess this leads me to a question, which I guess is a little bit of a sidebar. Yeah. Um, who do you think out of the three rookies this year is actually going to get Rookie of the Year? Oh, I didn't even think about this. So we've got Oscar, Nick and Logan. And yeah. yeah. I'm Maybe sorry. Oscar? Well, yeah, I'm thinking Oscar because like he's in a quotation better car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, I'd be very intrigued as to who gets it. I really don't know. I do. I do think like everyone really loves Oscar, and then yeah. like there's so much stuff coming up about him being like potentially like as good as Max and, yeah. and things like that. So it sounds like he has a really bright future mm, in the sport. But definitely. I'm, I'm really intrigued. I'm very intrigued as well. But you know what? I actually like when people like oh Logan. I don't know anything about this guy. Yeah, I'd love to see more videos yeah. from him. More. I'm excited when we do get more of those. Like funny media like, day yeah. yeah that we can hopefully find out a little bit more about him he yeah, likes golf nice. i know that, that. <laughs> yeah the man loves his golf yeah. <laughs> loves his f1 cars and his golf another one we have which is just a quick one is that after the melbourne race haas went to the stewards and was Weapon. like no we want our original standing which would have had hulkenberg in fourth position yeah which in a way i'm kind of like that would have been fun because then uh, yuki would have got fifth yeah um but then the stewards did dismiss that claim good on steiner you yeah. know just like he's truly just like shoot your shot shoot your <laughs> shot <laughs> You know, he's doing everything he can for that team. I have such a soft spot in my heart for him. So good. I love how he's now just like become a celebrity. He's <laughs> the true star of Drive to Survive. Step aside, Danny Rick. It's all gone Step aside, Daniel. On. I'm so sorry. It, it ain't you. Um, another one, another of our headlines is in regards to Mercedes. They think that they're on track. To close in the gap with They Red did Bull. do better in Australia. They say it's going to be tough, mm. but they're going to do it. And I love that. I love a positive Toto. But then on that Mercedes conversation, it's mm. really interesting because Lewis came out with this statement explaining why he's finding the car so difficult to drive. Mm. And he talks about how his seating position feels a lot more closer to the front wheels yeah which for him is very disorientating when he's trying to take turns and oh, things like that yeah. and it was i think for me it was just really interesting to gain that insight yeah because for ages it's been like oh no the car isn't working with me the, like i just don't feel comfortable in my mm-hmm. car so it's i don't know i think it's really interesting and fun to kind of hear why he's feeling yeah that it's, way. it is very interesting isn't it mm-hmm. like even to think that the seating position can just completely throw you off a hundred percent yeah um and then i guess our final and just a really out of the blue headline. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton potentially having one of his world titles Crazy. taken away from him 
because of the 2008 Crashgate, which saw yeah. Felipe Massa lose the championship on the final lap oh God, to Lewis um, because of a crash. I just, I wonder, it's been such a long time. Such a long time. And I guess it maybe throws into that, yeah. I Why just, now? Exactly. Why now? And it was before our time. Mm. I wish we had more knowledge yeah. of that specific of that crash gate situation yeah. and yeah i would i would really love to know a does he have legal grounds which i guess we will find out like soon maybe enough. it's taken a long time maybe he's gotten some sort of nugget of information finally. yeah someone's feeding him the exactly download but yeah i'll be really interested to keep my eyes on that story and see what happens please that's don't so take it rough away from though no. the last lap could you imagine you're like oh this is it i'm gonna win and then boom yeah well, I guess that that does come down to Saudi in twenty twenty one, right? Mm. Like that was oh, a close one. Yeah. But I guess I have a question to mm. you, which I know I well again we don't know the history of this crash game. Yeah. Um, but the concept of more crashes in F one occurring on purpose. Oh yeah, and I had no idea. Yeah, so I feel like I first heard about this in regards to Brazil twenty twenty two when there was that whole rumor mill that the reason why Max was so angry at Checo and he wasn't going to let him take his place back was because of Monaco, and it's kind of like you know what's happened. I will not listen to all of you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, and I guess the rumor that came out of that was that Checo had purposely crashed in Monaco to hinder Max's potential of being on pole and for people who don't know why monaco and that qualifying is so important is because monaco is a really really hard track to overtake Mm. so qualifying is that's probably one of the top tracks where qualifying matters the most it's nearly impossible to overtake isn't it exactly yeah if you're in pole position it's pretty much just like a done deal that you'll win the race unless like unless something goes wrong ferrari last year don't box box when you oh don't (laughs) box box do not box box oh my gosh oh (laughs) not the double box not the double box gone wrong um oh god but pretty much what was insinuated i was just so triggered So apparently the rumour goes that Checo told one of the pit crews at Red Bull that he crashed on purpose and then that got back to Max and then Max was like, how dare you? (laughs) I'm not letting you pass back at Brazil so I can do that. But but then Carlos came out out of nowhere and was like, crashing on purpose happens a lot more than you think it does. Shit. And I just, now I'm like... Who crashed on purpose? Yeah, I want to like, I, I'm very <laughs> Why would you crash on purpose? Also, that's a lot of money a to lot be crashing on purpose. But I just find that so interesting. Oh, the fact that that is happening, I guess it just mean it just must mean those points and that money on the line is just... Is it like a sacrificial lamb? All right, we'll crash in Monaco to make yeah. sure that we get this so that then we get more money from winning the Maybe. race. Like, I don't know. Just But in that case, it was That's the Ferraris though. that got in the front of the grid anyway. Which yeah. Which is why I'm like, why would he crash on purpose? It makes no sense. But surely that's just so bloody dangerous. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, I'm doing about, you know, 200Ks per hour. Let me just crash into the wall and not die. Yeah. You know? You know, maybe, oh, I hit the gravel. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. But yeah, going at high speeds, just being like, boop. I just feel like that could easily go wrong. And then like they could die. It's very risky. Shit. <laughs> um, but they're kind of our main headlines from the week at yeah. this stage. Um, there's not heaps going on. Like there's like little bits and pieces going on. There but is, but we're not yet in silly season. So, you know. Exactly. Oh, I'm so excited for that chaos. <laughs> but also terrified. But I guess my final question and thoughts to you yeah. um, is now that we've had the first few races of the year, mm. have any of your predictions changed? Not have yet. you got any new <laughs> thoughts on what you'd like to see in the future this season? Well, just look at my F1 fantasy team. I had a lot of hope mm. for some certain people. Um, I really thought that... Ferrari and Mercedes will be doing a lot better. I did not see Aston Martin coming from anywhere. No. That just got us all, you know, That's, yeah, hit us on the head. I would um, also like to add McLaren to your, I thought that they would I be thought McLaren overachieving, was do, not yeah. underperforming. Yeah. I thought they were going to be doing really well, honestly. Also the Alpha Tories. I'm also a bit surprised that they haven't been doing so well. That's true. Like, I know that they've always been kind of like more of the bottom tier team, mm. but I just, I thought that they would be doing a bit better this year. I also thought Alpine would be doing a bit better too. Oh, I'm not kind of surprised. Okay. I feel like Alpine is always a middle tier middle? team, but okay. I just, yeah, I kind of feel like where they are now, yeah. minus, like, I guess in my mind, how they were performing in Australia until, until your until prediction like came true, um, is kind of where I kind of expected yeah. them to be for the season. But yeah, I know everything just changes so quickly. Oh, and look, we say that, and they are about to bring brand new upgrades. So, oh what Red Bull has an upgrade coming to Baku, which apparently will give them two extra tents. <laughs> they quicker. don't need to go any Why faster. Why do you need to go faster, <laughs> Christian? <laughs> Christian. <laughs> and then I believe Mercedes will be bringing um, an upgrade. God. Ferrari's bringing an upgrade to Imola. Thank God. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see over the next few weeks. I believe McLaren is also bringing Thank an God. upgrade really soon. So who knows? After the upgrades, we could see a whole yeah. different field. And let's not forget that mm. Max DNF'd in like in the first three races, Max DNF'd in two of those races. So things this can year? turn last year. Oh, last year, yeah. So things can turn around. Yeah, that's true. Things can turn around. I'm not. I'm not losing hope. It's a yet. long season. We still have twenty races left. Thank Anything goodness. can happen. An upgrade, winter break, or in their case, summer break. (laughs) Yeah, our winter break. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm keen as a bean. Mm. I'm just, um, I'm nervous. Yeah. And then you have the sprint races. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch them. Yeah. So you have lots to learn. I'm really excited about what's to come. Can you tell me? So a sprint race is a shorter race. Okay. Um and the way that the sprint weekends work, which is why I love Mm. them so much, is you have qualifying on the Friday. Yeah. Which then sets you up for the grid positions for the sprint race. So then you do the sprint race and I think usually safe bet is to say it's about half. The, the number the, of laps okay, that they yeah. do in a normal race. Okay. But then whatever the the finishing is for sprint is what is the grid positions for the race. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, if let's say Joe does a semi-dodgy qualifying mm-hmm. day, right, and he's 10th on the grid yeah. going into the sprint race, mm-hmm. he can then pick up potentially – Five spaces what? in the sprint race, which would then allow him to start fifth in the final race. Or oh. the 
opposite could happen where Max could be on pole position going into the sprint race. He could have like a technical difficulty or, you know, his power unit could break and then he'd be at the back of the grid for the race. Wait, so the back of the grid for like the race that we usually watch? Yes. Oh. Yeah, so it's another element of the grid. And then extra points for winning the sprint. Oh, I love this. Oh, I'm excited. And it's really quick. Oh, it's wow. really, really quick as well. Wow. It's really fun. I'm excited. Yeah. No, it's good. And Baku is going to be crazy. But we will talk about that in yeah. our next episode. Sounds good. Um, so if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. And yeah, I guess we'll talk all things Baku yes. next week. Oh, and also, we're now switching off our schedules. So oh, you will yes. be getting a, a brand new episode every week. Yeah. <laughs> so get excited for that. We're excited. Um, But yeah, we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Cliche Media Group.